0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, it's Casper. And Becky. From the DFWTO podcast. If you've been a long-time listener, you know how much mental health means to us. Mental health actually plays a role in many horror films, especially the final
1: girl subgenre. Whether it's Nancy facing her nightmares and defeating Freddie, or Sydney taking out Ghostface to overcome the trauma of and avenge her mother's death. Not only are horror movies a huge comfort to Casper and I, so is putting our mental health first. And if you agree
0: and you're searching for professional services, let BetterHelp be your guide. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you start your journey of self-awareness and discovery. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient for any type of schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get yourself matched up with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge.
1: Just like the final girls that triumph over evil, triumph over your trauma with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com D-F-W-T-O and save 10% off your first month when you sign up today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot D-F-W-T-O. And remember guys, don't fuck with the original. Now let's get into the episode.
0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO the, 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 the podcast. I'm your host, Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts.
1: And I thought for a minute my host, my other host was uh, Daffy Duck. Because that...
0: <laughs> or Porky Pig. Which one did I de- need? De- 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 <laughs> That's all, folks. I don't, um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I glitched. <laughs> there was a glitch in the Matrix.
1: You turned um, in, you
0: temporarily turn into a Looney Tunes character. It's okay. That would be. Funny. I would definitely that be Porky Pig if or Elmer Fudd, whichever the two. They both stutter, so whichever <laughs> whichever one of them. I would love to be Daffy, just sarcastic all the time. I would love to be Bugs because oh, bugs, bugs Bunny was bugs the wittiest.
1: Or, bugs or Daffy for sure for me yes.
0: Mm -hmm. So you guys, um, tonight is technically our next, our second episode of where we talk about, um, a historical event in the past, it being the, um, basis of a horror film and some hauntings that happened on the location since we really liked the way that we did that with Chernobyl Diaries and Chernobyl happening. Um, so we decided to do probably one of the most known ones, um, Which would be Centralia, Pennsylvania, the city that is still on fire, underground, uh, that did, that was the basis for, or inspiration for the movie Silent Hill, and also uh, some hauntings that happened, uh, or some experience, really, that people have experienced there, and our own personal experience, because we have been there. Yes, we have. Which was really funny, because we were on our way back from uh, Salem, and Becky goes... (laughs) Becky's like, do you want to stop in the city that inspired Silent Hill? And I was like, duh. Well, remember it was that
1: it was a family we had talked to at the Borden house. Mm. It was kind of a weird serendipitous thing that happened there too. Cause there was a family, we were from Ohio. There was one family from Kentucky and another family from Indiana and the family from Indiana was kind of doing this like spooky road trip. And they told us if you were driving back to Ohio and you guys were going through Pennsylvania you might want to you might want to stop through Centralia, and we didn't even realize. I mean, it was a little out of the way. Not but much. We though. were like, "Why the fuck not?" I mean, that's this is this will probably be like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. It was pretty crazy because the place is just like, um, if you've never been to an abandoned it's not even so much like an abandoned house or an abandoned area like an entire neighborhood that was like there and then not there.
0: Like you could tell it
1: was there at one time. And it's like the driveways that lead
0: to nothing. Sidewalks, to
1: me. driveways.
0: Yeah. They just lead yeah. to absolutely nothing. So Yeah, we are going to talk about um all of those things and um we got refreshed up on Silent Hill. We both have seen Silent Hill. Um, I played the Silent Hill video games, um, which actually Centralia did not inspire the video games, just the movies. Um, the Silent Hill video games, if you guys haven't played them um, or know anything about them, those were actually inspired by the religious aspect um, of like religion and cults and things like that. That's what the games were inspired by which I really like that the movie kind of put both of those things together, um, which I thought was very cool. But um, yeah, so Centralia is, excuse me, located in Pennsylvania, and it has been burning underground since 1962. It is um, one of the original dark tourism destinations located in Pennsylvania. It is known as Silent Hill, Pennsylvania. It's an abandoned ghost town that this person spent the day exploring, a ghost town that's sitting on top of a raging underground fire that caused the town's evacuation. So the fire started in 62 next to the Oddfellow Cemetery when the local fire department was burning trash for an upcoming holiday celebration. None of these geniuses realized that the burning trash fire would ignite a nearby coal seam and begin to burn underground. Once fully involved, multiple unsuccessful attempts were made to extinguish the fire at all enormous cost to the taxpayers. The town coexisted with the mine fire for some time while the government tried to find a solution to the disaster, and it wasn't until conditions became hazardous, forcing the local gas station to close and a young boy falling into a sinkhole that forced the government to take action, which, by the way, he did not die. He was saved. Um... But still, I mean that would probably cause what was happening was it was burning so much underground that the ground was literally just sinking. Yeah, like just... sink like sinkholes.
1: Like just falling right straight into the earth.
0: <laughs> what was wild to me is watching um the little bit the little documentary that we watched and still seeing the steam coming out of the ground. That yeah. fucks me up so much. That's so crazy. That has been on fire for that long in 1984 the government authorized the relocation of the remaining residents to a nearby town or two nearby towns and the remaining structures destroyed Od- oddly the infrastructure were left intact the roads and sidewalks all you see are remnants of a town that used to exist in 2002 the u.s post office revoked Centralia's zip code and today it estimated 10 people are living there down from its peak of 2400 when um becky and i were there we did see was it one or two houses that we saw i think i remember seeing two i do i feel like it was two that actually looked like they were being lived in um while the town doesn't technically exist it is still very much a dark tourism destination for many people highway 61 had to be rerouted and the main the mine fire because okay Highway 61 had to be rerouted around the mine fire because the heat from the fire caused the ground to begin to collapse, the road to crack and follow. Walking around the town, you'll find monitoring boreholes, gas vents, all signs of the evil demon below. In modern day movies, Silent Hill was partially inspired by Centralia's ghost town, and you'll find graffiti throughout referencing the real Silent Hill. So the Oddfellow
1: Cemetery, uh, is located... By the way, we're using a web... web. Ugh, I can't get this word out. I'm sorry
0: that i website
1: turning into me. A website. <laughs> I'm gonna get my words right today. Uh, called Explore Destinations Unknown. Uh, so the Oddfellow Cemetery is located on the east side of Highway 61, which is adjacent to the landfill. The cemetery is open to the public as an unofficial tribute to a town that tragically mm. died. Um, and apparently, uh former residents are still buried there like they still hold funerals which is just kind of crazy to me (coughs) that people would just like totally abandon town but still a cemetery there's not much history in centralia aside from the coal fire the cemetery has generations of inhabitants who made a working wage in the mines that ultimately killed the town old highway 61 is pretty easy to miss The first time you visit, park at the cemetery and you'll see a curve in the road and a grass berm. Walk around it and you're now on old Highway 61. The first thing you will notice is that there's graffiti everywhere. The place has turned into a haven of graffiti artists, taggers, and amateurs who like to spray paint penises everywhere. Which is great. just amongst other things. A few hundred yards down the road and you'll begin to see surface cracks and maybe steam. Uh, We did not see any when we were there. Um, We weren't there for super long either. Yeah, we didn't see any steam or anything. Um, Old Highway 61 is slowly collapsing from the intense heat of the underground mine fire, eroding uh, the road underlayment and ultimately causing the stability of the land to begin to slump. Throughout the years, government agencies have installed ventilation pipes to help monitor the progression of the mine fire, which we did see some of those. These geniuses didn't realize that the same ventilation pipes used to monitor the fire's progression also provide oxygen to keep the fire raging. So,
0: great. Isn't that nice? So here's some, like, just frequently asked questions to give you a little bit of more information about Centralia. Um, can I visit Centralia? Absolutely. It is almost completely abandoned with only a few structures remaining in addition to the local cemeteries. Um, is the church still there? That I don't know. Because at the interview that we watched with Katrina, it was, but that was back in 2016. Mm -hmm. So it's been a minute. Um,
1: But. And we weren't on that side and we actually didn't walk up. We got close to Highway 61. There's actually two cemeteries. So we were on the other side, but there was still a lot of graffiti. Mm -hmm. We did see the pipes. So,
0: yeah. Is Silent Hill a real town? Silent Hill is a fictitious town in the movie. Um, Centralia was the inspiration for the um, for the movie. Yeah, and Centralia is in Pennsylvania. Silent Hill in the movie is located in West, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. The mine is still burning. It started on May twenty seventh, 1962 and is still burning. Estimates show there is enough coal for the fire to burn for 250 years. Which is crazy to me because that sucks. How much coal is going to waste? You know? Oh my god! That's literally <laughs> like resource yeah. just gone. Yeah. Um, so can you visit the graffiti highway? It's on private property, however, tourists can simply walk around a dirt a dirt berm. Okay, a dirt berm to access it. In April 2020, the owner of the property began covering the road to deter visitors from trespassing. Um. Is steam still visible? Throughout the years, the fire has burned to a depth where a roadway is not hot enough to produce much steam.
1: Yeah, we didn't see any. I <clears throat> haven't seen any of that recently being discussed. Um but yeah, you do see pipes. Yeah, we did see those. Um and that was really strange, your experience that you had. And it wasn't even I, I don't know. I mean Partially, maybe now looking back, it could have been sleep deprivation.
0: Um, I, mm -mm. not when it was night and day. I was fine before we went in and I was fine when we got out. That's true. So what happened, we got there and I was driving, mind you. We get there and we're driving around and I start, like, I remember feeling weird I don't remember like I actually remember the whole experience I remember what the town looked like I remember what we were doing but I got very quiet and I got I felt very strange I felt very out of body um I can't say that I was lightheaded I wasn't lightheaded I just felt like I wasn't myself and when we got to a certain part of the road there was a rock in the road and it was one of those rocks that i don't know if you guys know about this what are what isn't there aren't they called something those rocks that people draw on where you're supposed to find them and leave them somewhere else or whatever
1: i don't know the actual name
0: well there's these rocks that people draw on and then you can find them in super (laughs) random places and you're supposed to pick them up but you're supposed to drop them off other places i saw one in the middle of the road what did i say to you Did I just say there's a rock? Yeah, you kept saying... So that's what
1: was so... That's what was... That's when I knew something was weird because we were next to a rock wall. Like, there would have been somebody's house there. But again, one of those things, no house. Right. But there was clearly this, like, rock fence, rock wall. And you kept repeating, like, two or three times, there's a rock, there's a rock. And I... You weren't differentiating between the rock and the road and the rock wall, and also there were other rocks. So I gave you literally nothing.
0: I just said there's a
1: rock. I just kept going like, what rock? I didn't understand because you weren't telling me. Like there were literally (laughs) rocks everywhere, and I'm like, oh, this
0: is no help at all. Like I, I, I'm out. And like we've been friends enough long enough to know, like she'll know if something's wrong. And she knew something was was off. And I was like, "Yeah, there's a rock in the middle of the road." So I drove up to it and took it. I think I still have it, actually. <laughs> I have to check my bag. Um, but we lit. I I literally just felt lethargic. I could hardly form sentences. I and to be honest with you, I can't even say if what I experienced was paranormal. I was telling Becky that I think what happened was is that so our trip to Salem really opened my eyes to how susceptible and sensitive I am to the spirit world. Same for her. She she also we both have had experiences in the past. We both have had Plenty of paranormal experiences, but that trip was so eye-opening to both of us, just just for us being so sensitive. And since we were coming back from Salem, I was so open, so open to the spirit world that I think what happened was is that I was experiencing what people experienced when the carbon monoxide was was at its highest. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. I really feel (laughs) like I was just going through... I do not think i had carbon monoxide poisoning i don't so it's hard to say what i experienced wasn't paranormal because i think what i experienced was the spirits were showing me what they experienced um while the or maybe the town maybe i was just experiencing the town i don't i don't know what it was but the moment we left i was fine like it, it was like a
1: switch I've never heard anybody describe anything in the town itself being like paranormal or anything. Um, But there's definitely something in that town and maybe it's just from the energy of it once being a town and now being abandoned and maybe just the energy from the people that were there that are no longer there There's just something on top of the, you know, the carbon monoxide, the fires, everything else. But um, we do have a couple of, uh, from this website, offroaders.com, about uh, Centralia itself possibly being haunted so it was two emails that were written in to this website from people that had visited. Um, one does not have a date. The other one has is dated in 1999. So the first one is from someone by the name of Scott Saylor of Mays Landing, New Jersey, who wrote, um, I visited Centralia last weekend, whenever that would have been. I don't know what year, it doesn't say. Uh, but with a couple of friends, and I thought I might share a very weird experience I had while exploring the town. We were there for about an hour, there for about an hour and a half, and we were checking out the interesting locations that I had heard about, like the burning hillside, the crack in Route 61, and the streets without homes. We were in the area next to an old cemetery on the east side of the town, east of 61. We had just checked out the old tombstones, and were getting a whiff of smoke from the east of that So we walked down the old gravel road to look around. We found a slag-covered hillside with steam coming out of it, and we were pretty fascinated by some fossils we had found. When we heard what sounded like a voice saying something inaudible from down below where we were, all three of us heard it. We figured it was someone else checking out the area too, so we sort of ignored it. Then we heard it again. It was a little more clearly. A few words, it sort of sounded like leave this place. At that moment, the hill... We were standing on, started steaming more, and then a few moments later, it began to really stunk like rotten eggs, possibly sulfur. Well, it sort of spooked us, so we figured we better head back to the car. As we were walking back in the area of the cemetery, we heard it again. Not the same words and not clear, but something like, why? Why did you do that? What was even weirder was that it wasn't like someone was yelling it out of the bushes. It was quiet and kind of closer, and we couldn't figure out the direction it was coming from. Too weird. We got back to our car and didn't see any other cars or people the whole time we were there. We left and weren't sure what to make of it. We really weren't sure we wanted to talk about it. All I know is I'm not going back. When I got home, I found out that area where we were walking was near the location. That was where the fire started across from the cemetery. I just thought that I'd let you know
0: about it. Something is not right about that place. That's interesting. See, what's crazy, too, is that, like I said, we didn't experience anything paranormal, but no. at the same time, I almost wonder, was I experiencing something paranormal? And we were right by a cemetery. So there was a, there I were don't... other people there when we were there, too. Yeah, by the I... time
1: we were there by the cemetery and then getting ready to leave, there were other people there. And then, like, the energy of the other people that were there was bad. And that was when you were kind of coming out of it. So we were like,
0: yeah, it's time to go. Well, <laughs> you... We actually wanted to get out and look at the cemetery, but because of that energy of the other people i remember you actually got out but you didn't get out for very long Mm -hmm. because you literally said to me i don't like the energy of them i'd like to leave on top of me being a fucking weirdo (laughs) like at the time us not knowing what the fuck was actually going on so when we left we got to a gas station because we both had to pee before we got back on the road and she goes, do you want me to drive? Because I'm a little... Like, she was so concerned and had every right to be. And I was like, I'm fine. And she's like, oh, yeah, you are fine now. She's like, you weren't fine five minutes ago. So it's just weird. It was so fucking weird. Um, So this next one is from Jim and his girlfriend, Lori. And this was emailed in the fall of 99. This is the story about the people who went missing in Blair Witch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, right. <laughs> I love how he starts it. Hi, my name is Jim. My name is Tip. Hey, a About a month ago, my girlfriend Lori and I were coming back from Nobles, and we decided to take 61 home and stop at Centralia to take a look, as we did once before. That's Just like funny. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, first let me say we're not superstitious in fact we're quite the opposite we like checking out abandoned places, old buildings, old cemeteries and that sort of thing I love people that don't believe in the supernatural that do this I I (laughs) love
1: exploring the most spookiest shit but I don't believe in any of it I
0: love that shit Cool. Okay. and I love the ones that come out from it and they're like yeah I'm no longer a skeptic um We've seen a lot of old abandoned homes over the years, but the one we checked out in Centralia about a month ago really gave us a fright. How old are you, Jim? It gave us a fright. It gave us such a fright. <laughs> when it was a white abandoned twin home up on a side street on a hill, there were two units. Both had red numbers sprayed on the front, which indicated from what I gathered the homes were probably set to be demolished in the near future. So we decided to check it out. The back door was open, so we went in. Y'all were white, weren't you? The sum of the first some of the first floor windows were boarded up, making it dark, but we explored the old house a little. We We were on the second floor in the hallway near the stairs that led up and down to the first and third floor. The door was open leading to the third floor. Lori was in the hallway while I was up at the top of the steps that led downstairs. At that point, we heard footsteps coming down the stairs from the third floor. It sounded to me that the steps were coming down the ceiling above the steps going to the first floor, so my "'Thought was someone coming down out of the attic. "'At first we were startled and thought someone else was in the house. "'As the footsteps sounded like they were about to reach the second floor hallway, "'Lori looked into the stairwell, expecting to see someone, and there wasn't anyone there. "'At the same time, I looked down the steps to the first floor and saw nobody. "'We stared at each other for a few seconds. I said, "'You want to leave?' She said, "'Yes.'" We made a beeline down to the back door where we came in and out to the car. We drove about 100 feet and stopped to look back at the house, looking at the windows. I expected to see, I mean, we honestly expected to see someone looking at us. There was nothing, though. Really weird. Like, someone walked down those stairs, but we couldn't see them. Freaked us out. Anyway, I don't know what to make of it. You wouldn't know who used to live in that house. Um, not even sure where it was or what the numbers were, but if I ever thought a house was haunted, it would be that one. Sort of changed my impression on old vacant homes. It really gave them a fright you know what's weird is like even the
1: town near centralia like as we were driving near it like that town itself almost looked abandoned like there were houses but it didn't look like many people were living in them it it just kind of looked like the whole area just looked like it had it had succumbed to It was one of those areas that probably at some point in the 60s and 70s was thriving because of the mines at the time. And people had jobs and were able to make money and raise their families and have little farmsteads. And then all of a sudden, the mine was gone. So it didn't just... It it affects Centralia the worst, obviously. But it's like it just affected that whole entire area. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I would imagine that Centralia is probably haunted to a point. You know, because of just it having, it's kind of like Chernobyl. It's probably haunted to a point, especially because all of the buildings are missing. Like what you know, besides maybe one or two, the aura of the place is just weird enough as it is. So I. That's why I was
1: saying I don't even think it's necessarily. I think we use the word haunted to describe. An air It's easy to use that word to describe an area like this, but not so much haunted in the sense of spirits, like deaths, rather, but haunted more in the sense of the energy that's mm-hmm. left there. And I think anywhere like there, Chernobyl, someplace that was marred by such tragedy from such a tragic event that's everlasting really at this point. I mean, Chernobyl is going to be radioactive forever and Centralia is going to burn for the next 200 plus years. Um, you know, there's no hope for either one of them ever being inhabitable again. So there is this really haunting energy of a place like that, that essentially exists, but it doesn't exist. There's, there were no deaths, but there's no life. So, I think it's easy for a place like that to almost feel like there's some type of a portal or some type of, um, like it's not real.
0: hmm Yeah. So, I actually love the, as far as the parallels to Silent Hill go, first of all, Silent Hill is an amazing movie, and I don't understand the hate that it gets, um, for 2006, it has really great effects. I thought it had an amazing story, and I loved the like the town being on fire to this day. Um, the city burning with ash, um, very abandoned. You've got um, God. There were so many more. Um, like, they even had the, they talked about minors, like, it Mm -hmm. literally was such a parallel to the actual happening in Centralia that I can see why that people, you know, people knew that it was connected to Centralia, and it was the inspiration for the film. Um, obviously there aren't any crazy creatures in, um, Centralia that I'm aware of, if there are, I haven't. (laughs) haven't heard or seen anything about that right? Uh,
1: the gentleman Roger Avery that wrote the screenplay for Silent Hill uh, stated that his inspiration with using Centralia as a prototype was um, that as a child his father who was a mining engineer used to tell him stories about Centralia where coal deposits from the local mine caught fire, releasing toxic gases into the town, as well as creating sinkholes where the abandoned mine shafts and coal seams began to collapse. This forced the town to evacuate forever. Avery was fascinated since childhood by the idea that fires underneath the town would burn for such a long time. The film acquired its working title in honor of the city, Centralia. So this would have been prior, this this was like one of those like, originally finding out before scream was called scream it was just called scary movie like when they released the the script um so that's kind of cool that it was originally uh the concept title was centralia um they probably weren't allowed to keep that (laughs) right yeah i would think so so um as part of the concept of the film or the, the film itself, the silent Hill universe uses a reality and unreality of the city by simultaneously in four different variations, the city in the 1970s, the city in the present, the city in the fog and the city in the darkness. Um, And then the, the symbolizations of purgatory burning in hell Um, there's obviously a lot of religious themes in the movie. Which Um, I love
0: that that was taken from the games. I love that he took the aspect of Centralia and took, because Silent Hill, the movie, was made after the video games, if you guys didn't know that. So the video games had absolutely nothing to do with Centralia at all. So I love the fact that he actually took both of those aspects and really created such a great concept in the film to mix together the burning coal mines or the the miners and all of that but still had it burning underground for years but also integrating the religious extremists in it as well.
1: So the game... The first game came out in 1999, and essentially the concept of the game was about a man searching for his missing daughter, adopted daughter, in the fictional town of Silent Hill, stumbling upon a cult, conducting a ritual to revive a deity that it worships, uh, discovering the, tr- her, the true origin of his adopted daughter. Um, so yeah, that was... I never played the games... My husband's more of the gamer. I asked him. He says he doesn't remember playing. He has played a lot of games, so who knows? (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's interesting that reading about the concepts of the game itself and then taking the elements of a city like Centralia that's burning forever, um, using the coal miners, uh, mixing in the religious cult aspect From the game. Um, Yeah. The movie is so interesting. And I think for. uh, I know one thing. I kept commenting on watching it again. Because it had been so long since I had seen it. That. For 2006. How good the special effects were. I was really impressed. I
0: actually forgot it was made Uh, that long ago. But there were some of the. Some of the parts though. I was like wow this is so 2000s. oh yeah (laughs) i mean
1: that was that kind of went without saying um not only was Renezume in it though yeah that's so weird she's like grown
0: (laughs) i love that she's so she's in the conjuring she's in silent hill she's in twilight like she's in random oh god she was in the cabin in the woods
1: I forgot. She was in the cabin in the woods? She's the zombie girl. The family that's the the cabin that they're staying at. Remember how it's based around that whole family and there's a girl? The family is like a, yeah. And she's the... She is. Yeah, that's her. Like I said. <laughs> yeah, she popped up in a lot of random shit. She did. And Case 39 is a good movie. <laughs> That's a good
0: movie. I I liked it. Case 39? Yeah. Case 39 is underrated as fuck. I don't care what anybody says. It's so underrated.
1: So, yeah. Um, I mean, the movie ended up, it was a $50 million budget that ended up grossing $100 million worldwide. That's not bad, even though it got mainly negative reviews, you know, I mean, I get it. It was kind of, I also think it was one of those early days of seeing a movie, which we're seeing even more so now that just a lot of people aren't liking a movie trying to mix any type of horror with religious elements, with emotional elements. And I think that was one of the first times you saw something like that, where they were mixing all of that together. Um, Because like I was telling Casper, before we recorded, even after watching it, that like, I always forget how emotional the ending is Mm because it kind of leaves this, we were talking about that actually before we recorded, how it kind of leaves things sort of open-ended as to what um, as to what ultimately happened to Rose, uh, Alyssa's adopted mother. Um, Like, did she, by taking on that dark energy, did she die? Uh, Were they dead before they even started? Were they dead after? Are they in another realm? Are they in purgatory? Are they in another... You know, it just is... Because... uh, Chris is like... On this journey throughout the whole movie of being that that dad, that husband, that protector of trying to find and protect his wife and his daughter. And uh, he's just at a loss. And then... You know, um, the parts, it's just, yeah. The end, the, the the very, very end of the movie is is kind of oh sad. It's, so, it's, it's sad, heartbreaking.
0: It really is. Um, it was the fucking parts where she and him were in the same spots, and but she was in like the dark version, and he was in like the regular version. But he smelled her, or he knew that she was there really put a spin on people who truly believe that spirits are in a parallel universe because she goes to open this door and he sees the door open but he can't see her so it's it was it was just i'm sorry i don't know why people hate this movie i thought it was brilliant i love the concept of pyramid head i love the concept of how Every time the siren goes off, the darkness takes over, By which, by the way, that siren gives me anxiety. (laughs) It was the
1: first Wednesday of the month here in good old Ohio, and the fucking siren goes Mm -hmm. off. Tornado, uh, tornado sirens going off for testing, and you're like, it's the apocalypse. Um... Yeah, I, I really just the whole concept of the movie. I I again I the only thing I can think of is that it was one of those it was one of those those things where with this was kind of one of those early days of seeing that crossover. Um like I'll just say it uh and we'll be doing an episode about it soon. Um Insidious Red Door, I kept seeing get a lot of mixed shit uh and i think it's because it fell into this category for me um because of some deeply personal things it was very emotional it was very emotional by the end of the film but i was also emotional because and i think that's a testament to how great the film was as a whole that if you were in it those first two movies with the lambert family and listen I, I will be the first to say the first insidious film is by far an absolute masterpiece to this day, watching that movie, no matter how many times I've watched it, I've even 10 years later, it scares. It's so fucking scary. It gets so deep in your brain and it's so unsettling and it's, it's so fucking scary. It is really, really, really terrifying. Um, And by the second one, you are so attached to this family that I think that all these years later, it was perfect to bring them back and bring them back in the way that they did. And the focus on Dalton and Josh and that dynamic between the two of them and what they share, um, with the astral projection, uh, But it was, it was very, it was scary. Um, It brought back so many elements of the first one, but it really sort of, I highly recommend watching this. If you don't watch the first one again, watch the second one before you watch Red Door because it heavily relies on the sequel and brings up a lot of those familiar, familial elements between Dalton and Josh and kind of the, the memories and it, it family it touches on family traumas, uh, breaking generational traumas, a lot of that, traumas. a lot of traumas, <laughs> a lot of that's <laughs> popping up. Um, yeah,
0: I it's, genuinely it's feel so, like, but,
1: but that's where I think I was hearing a lot of the hate was people going like, "Oh, it was too emotional," and I'm like. I, I feel think like it was that's what's happening. the way it needed to be. It was just as perfect. It was just as emotional as it needed to be, with staying original to the story and really putting putting a good pin at the end of the story of the Lambert family. I I really really I think if you're a true fan of the first two movies and a true fan of that family, it was very well done. I think any little things would be kind of nitpicking. I even admitted that. Even the few little things I may not have liked about it would just be nitpicking it. It's not perfect by any means. It's it's definitely not the first Insidious, which to me is perfection, but it did a really, really good job. I think it was a perfect ending to not only the Insidious series as a whole, but to end the saga of the Lambert family. And you hope they can finally get some peace after all of this. <laughs> after all these fucking years and everything they've been through with the Further and all that bullshit. But... Um, I
0: feel like that's genuinely yeah. what's happening though. I feel like that horror is taking a psychological turn on a lot of franchises that weren't necessarily psychological to begin with. Insidious was, but mm-hmm. besides Insidious, like there's a lot, like Halloween ends is the most perfect example of Yes, it took a turn that none of us expected, so it took us all a minute to digest, but the more... I'm seeing more people starting to like that movie, and I'm like, yeah, because I was the first... I'll be the first to admit, I hated Hereditary the first time I saw it. I was like, this wasn't, wasn't what I expected, so I hated it. It's one of my favorite movies on the planet right now. now, so it's like, you know... Horror is, especially like with certain, a lot of the big name horrors, you got James Wan, you got Ari Aster, um, Jordan Peele, I'm forgetting some right now, but you've got a lot of those, Mike Flanagan, you got a lot of those names right now that are literally taking so much of the psychological aspect of horror and putting it into these movies and these franchises where you're not really expecting it to be there. And I think that's what's causing a lot of people to genuinely, at the the beginning, when they watch it the first time, hate it. Because it's not what they're expecting, and it's not what they wanted. There's a lot of horror that I'm seeing now turning into Star Wars. Where if the movie doesn't go the way they want it to go, they absolutely rip it to shreds that's what I've been noticing a lot. And, and it seems like everybody has something bad to say about everything and it's like everybody jumps on the bandwagon with the person who's negative about it yeah the only genuinely horrific horror movie I've ever seen that was a literal piece of trash was the turning there is no good things to say about I that think film, some people so. just
1: no I think <laughs> some people just want and I get it Okay, if you if you just want to harken back to the days of if you just want a good old fashioned slasher that has no backstory, no meaning, you just want some blood and gore and people to get killed, then go watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Go watch Terrifier. Um, go watch Terrifier. Yeah, Terrifier's better. Terrifier's better. Go watch Terrifier. Watch Terrifier. I mean, really, if you if you want, I I understand being a horror fan of that genre, that mm-hmm. that's what you want. And mm-hmm. I get that because I enjoy that myself. Same. It's It can be enjoyable. It can be fun. But I think to make that turn, especially with something like what uh, Silent Hill did all the way back in 2006, what Halloween Ends did with trying to show you the parallels between Michael Myers and Corey Cunningham and how someone can so easily be and how an outcast can become a murder. Like it was, I, I understand if if you looked into it the way that it was meant to be looked into, you could see those parallels and not just wanting to make it a cut and dry, this is Michael killing every, which they gave you that in Halloween kills. I think, I think people that just wanted to see a bloodbath and just wanted to see Michael kill and just wanted to see that Michael from the original Halloween, you got that in Halloween Kills. To me, as far as that trilogy, Halloween Kills, I will favor over Halloween Ends. That's just me personally. Same. I think that because of what I wanted out of Halloween Kills and it was incredible and I think that anybody that is a real true Michael Myers fan. Like, that's our movie. But Halloween Ends was meant to send a message and meant to make a message and then just end it. And I got it. It was meant to be the end. And I'm sorry for people who didn't get it. And I'm sorry for people who were like, why was Corey's character introduced? And it's like, because they were trying... It was a message... Not to it, this wasn't Lori's story, this was her granddaughter's story, and this was supposed to show her granddaughter the lesson of don't do this, don't can, don't mask your like masks, like <laughs> metaphorical masks, right? Literal masks. It was just, I get it though, there's not, there's a lot of people that are horror fans that don't want that and that mm-hmm. is fine there wow. are movies made there are movies made for you if that's what you want if you just want mindless killing there's movies made for you not everybody
0: wants that um i'm a fan of all of it and i love every single aspect of horror but to be honest with you my favorite is psychological yeah. and actually my favorite favorite is psychological paranormal which the one director that does it flawlessly every fucking time is Mike Plain. again. He yes. always, always, always can fuck me up with a ghost time.
1: And I love it. I just want something that's going to stay. I, I appreciate a movie that stays mm-hmm. with you. Same. Not something that's just... If I if I understand being in the mood of just wanting something as a good time and like, oh, okay, that was fun. But typically when I'm looking for a really good horror film, I want something that's either going to be really scary or something that is really going to stick with me. Like, I want to be really scared, like jump scares, like, like I'm jumping out of my skin, or I want something deeply psychological, like it is in, it's in my fucking head all day. And you're right, Mike my, Flanagan my hits the nail with those, but like, that's that's what I want. Those are the two, Honestly, Jay like, my two favorite, too. yes, my two favorite, I want I want either one. I want something that's gonna stick with me, or I want something that's really gonna scare the shit out of me. Which I, I like... think the insidious the insidious series did a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Like the series as a whole, I think there's ones that like really scare you, and there's ones that are like four. really four's a rough watch. I appreciate it a lot for, for what, what it, it is. is. Yeah. But listen, I'll watch it over Annabelle. All day long. I
0: literally told all my fiance, I was like, I want a day all for us to watch all of the Conjuring films besides Annabelle. Yeah. I would be honestly okay if I never watched that movie Same. again. Mm. It's so bad. I. Mm-hmm. rest of the Conjuring universe is fantastic. So though. excited for the Nun 2. Um, if you guys haven't
1: seen a trailer for The Nun the, 2... Oh, my God. So, watching, <laughs> they showed, So I was already, like, going into Insidious Red Door. I was already on, like, 10 because the, like, Dolby's surround sound was fucking pumping in the theater Saturday. And they showed The Nun 2, which I had already seen it, but they showed The Nun 2 trailer, like, right before... Oh, my God, I like jumped out of my fucking seat, and then all of a sudden, Insidious starts, and they're like, "I'm like, they did this shit on purpose. They wanted to make sure they already had you like on edge." And then they're like, "Are you awake? Because you are now." Fucking get you, (laughs) like, yeah, it was it was good. I'm or I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the nun too. I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about them touching on um going back to Maurice's story a little bit more. Um, you guys go back and listen to our episode about that, about that, you know, he was a real person and really suffered a Mm -hmm. lot, uh, had a really tragic upbringing and then went through possession himself and killed, you know, killed his wife. And there was a whole thing like what the real Frenchie went through was absolutely horrific. That was a terrible story. Um, so I, I, when I saw him in the beginning of the trailer, I was like, oh wow, that's really cool. They're going to go back and, and touch a bit on that real story of what happened. Cause you know, we do sort of have like, we don't really have it in between with him Mm -mm. in that universe. Like we see how he ended up in the beginning of the conjuring because we have that footage of Ed and Lorraine, performing the exorcism on him Um, and then that gives way to the nun because ultimately when Maurice looked at Lorraine we know what she saw she saw uh, Valak and then we go all the way to the nun where we know now ultimately how Maurice was possessed by Valak but we don't have that in between we have the connection between the ending of The Nun to The Conjuring to the beginning. But we don't have that in between with Maurice. So I'm I'm excited to see that. Like, we get to sort of finish his story. And go back to, like, the real life ins- inspiration for Frenchie. Uh, but yeah, go back and listen to our episode about that if you guys weren't familiar with that story. But, um... i uh, yeah, I watch do. Silent Hill, too. Uh, yeah, Silent Hill is what i was it's going, not really to straight. to it is you have to pay for it but um, okay. either pay for it or support your local library because that's what i did i got mine from the library so i found go. mine in a
0: pawn shop for two dollars <laughs> there um, you go <laughs> um, but you yeah at? silent hill i was just gonna say is very good psychologically um i forgot how good it was it had been honestly it's been years since i watched silent hill and I forgot how good of a movie it was in the aspects of the psychological realm. Um, I think I watched it last year when it was still streaming on Tubi.
1: Tubi doesn't keep movies forever. Some movies they do, some movies they don't. But it wasn't streaming on Tubi anymore.
0: I honestly but just it think... it's definitely
1: been over a year since I've watched it. If
0: you guys haven't visited in a while or if you have never seen it, I highly recommend it. It's mm-hmm. And if you're a gamer, play the fucking games, man. Those games. The only thing... I do have a qualm. The only thing I hate about the Silent Hill games, and if any of you know, or if any of you played, you know what I'm talking about. If you fuck one thing up, your entire game is fucked. So, that's the only thing about those games. I hate, I had to actually like download a walkthrough for, I think it was three it was either two or three because there was one part I kept fucking up so it fucked my whole game up so I had to start over and over and over
1: so oh, I got to fun. walk
0: through because I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's the only qualm I have about it, but um, there is apparently a Silent Hill reboot happening. I don't know if any of you guys nice. know about that. Um, let me see what information I can find on it. I know I heard about it recently. Um, what was it? A remake a movie, not game. It keeps giving me games. Um, it's called Return to Silent Hill. It doesn't have an official release date. Um, the movie's gonna be directed by Christopher Gans, who actually directed the OG. Um... When did this, yeah, it's been, I, I would doubt it's probably going to be moving any farther right now because of the writer's strike. Um, but yeah, it's called return to silent Hill and they're talking about making a remake So I'd be curious to see what they do. Um, It says, we know certain characters will appear. James Sunderland, Mary Crane, and Jacob Crane. There's no reason to believe Rada Mitchell Mitchell, or Scene Bean will return. The only actress I
1: recognize that they're saying is supposed to be in it or was cast at the time was Hannah Emily Anderson, who was in What Keeps You Alive. Uh, Go listen to our episode about that oh that wait is she pride the hot month. redhead yes oh that Jesus. was our pride month episode that's a great movie um and she's, she's also, also in jigsaw yeah she was in jigsaw um that's uh yeah those are the only that was the only actress i recognize um oh wow okay so it began filming in april and the premise is supposed to be uh james has been devastated after being separated from his soulmate and receives a mysterious letter. That leads him back to a town called Silent Hill, where he hopes to find her. However, he discovers that the town has been changed by some unknown malevolent force. And as he delves deeper into the town, he finds terrifying figures, both familiar and unfamiliar, doubting his own mental stability. He tries to comprehend reality and hopes to stay strong enough to rescue his beloved. Okay, so James Sunderland, I guess, is the main character from Silent Hill 2.
0: So this is supposed to take on more of the game the gameplay from the first game. Which Silent Hill 2 was the best so don't let me down please please so yeah I guess it began filming April
1: of this year but uh, in Germany
0: so Hmm. yeah I'd be curious to see to see that I would too um who knows at this point (laughs) who knows what's happening when at this point
1: also, I would just like to say for the record though for some of these series, I think some of us just need to to hang it up if this writer strike doesn't cuz I swear for God, they're talking about stranger things now being pushed back to 2026. Millie Bobby Brown will be pregnant or have already popped one out by the time all these kids are too She old, will then. have a whole toddler. <laughs> By the time str- by the time Stranger Things comes out. Because she's getting married. So, like, I I, I don't know. We got to hang it up. These ones that have kids like that, you got to hang it up. Because they're not even, ch- they're, like, grown folks now. I don't, be prepared for that if you haven't seen Insidious Red Door. The whole time I'm going, Dalton is a whole grown man. I'm not. And then, like, intercutting in between him as a kid. And it was just weird because he still has the little boy, face but he's like well the original but he's was... got like muscles but like this little kid face also this does not give away anything but a character in the movie calls him dolphin and i would just like to say that i audibly ugly laughed and uh... i'm also hoping that was ad and that that wasn't in the script nobody else laughed i that was fucking funny i'm like dolphin hilarious <laughs> hilarious
0: did that movie come out? Dolphin. Like Dolphin.
1: Fucking hilarious. Um. Oh, four?
0: I was 04? I wasn't 04? Because
1: they were saying nine years. So, yeah. Nine years. Since uh, Insidious came out? The first one? Yeah, it's been way yes. more than
0: nine years.
1: No. No. They even said it in the beginning of the... They, they referenced that so many times in the movie of it being almost 10 years. Well, it's, then it's it can't be 2004.
0: Because we're in 2023.
1: Oh, well, 2014. When yeah, 2004 was 10 years ago for me. So because I old was old.
0: like, but, help me understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're old like me, what was... Yeah, it was 2010.
0: Was the first one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, 2013. Yep. Yeah. 2013, so that was 10 years ago. Why am I over here thinking it came out in 04?
1: Yeah, because- What first, movie
0: am I thinking of? I don't know what movie you're thinking of. Yeah, the first one came out
1: in 2010, and the second one came out in 2013, and then they reference in the Red Door uh, things taking- Because if you watched Insidious 2, you know at the end they completely erased Dalton and Josh's memory so that the further would never come back so that they were they would forget well that's how they go into this one that throughout their ten throughout these 10 years it like wiped out everything so it's been like real crazy how they don't remember but like little things start popping up so that's what they reference is like 10 years later because that would have been how long ago uh the second one came out which is still fucking crazy. That's why I said it's just it's nuts that he's like grown. You're looking at like a <laughs> whole grown I'm over here like me.
0: 2004 the Jesus
1: whole time. Christ. Well, to me it did. To me 2004 was 10 years ago, so that's just
0: I'm Yeah. Old, so. I mean same, it's fine. Um yeah, so um go watch Silent Hill. Yes. And um
1: go to Centralia.
0: Go to Centralia not and really. um <laughs> if you have any experiences there let us know. Yeah. I'd be curious to know if you experienced. I would I would love to hear if someone experienced anything like I did. Because that was wild. Or like the the experiences we read on that one. Uh,
1: yeah. If anybody actually. They actually heard someone talk. Or, or, you know, like walk that,
0: that's, that's crazy. That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. So for next week, guys, we are doing another cult episode. This one is actually going to be about a cult that is still ongoing to this very day. We it's love talking about wild. things that
0: are still going on.
1: Yeah. It's it's kind of wild that like there are cults that started forever ago. And you're just like, you know, we we've talked or just cults in general, not even ones that started years and years and years ago. But. We've talked about so many cults throughout the course of this uh, podcast, and I think pretty much all of them that we've talked about all disbanded. Either the members died, like in the case of Heaven's Gate, or it just broke up, or they all went to prison, like Manson's, or you know, something like that. But um well,
0: you yeah, know, if they are we're fucking
1: crazy as hell. So this one started in 1968, still going on to the present day. It was started out as being called the Children of God, led by David Berg, a absolutely horrible person, and later was revived into what it is known as now um the Family International, which is a good old-fashioned Christian group that loves Jesus. Um that's
0: what they all say. So
1: they do. <laughs> uh so this one. Actually, um, not only did I want to talk about this one because it is one that is popular as far as many people know about it, um, first and foremost. Uh, the fact that it is still going on to this day, second. And thirdly, that there are celebrities that in the early days of this cult uh, were a part of it, um, most notably Rose McGowan was raised in her early childhood in this cult. And uh, River and Joaquin Phoenix, their parents, uh, raised the siblings in this cult for the first, like, six or seven years until some some of the crazier shit started popping off and the parents were like, nah, we're we're getting out of here. So thank God they had the wherewithal. Um, Yeah, this is one of these cults that I... It was actually even before I knew anything about the uh, celebrities that were involved that were raised in it. I found out about this because of uh, just their re- the David Berg's really weird crossovers between sex and Christianity. Uh, it's just wild. It is wild, the shit this guy believed in. And the fact that he died and his widow was like... That was all him. We don't believe in that. Anymore. And they're still ongoing to this day. They just revamped themselves. And everybody's just like, cool, okay, they're fine now. No. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be talking about them. Um, if you guys are interested, Casper has a great website that we're going to utilize a lot the more we do these cult episodes. It's you know, called Cult cultfacts.com. If you guys love to deep dive into cults like we do. Um, I'm never usually, usually good at finding them, so I to, was really to happy to find. Because <laughs> I love watching the documentaries, um, and most of the information that I have about cults are just from that, or just from randomly finding documentaries. Uh, guys, there's just real quick, too, as far as cult documentaries go, um, Netflix, How to uh, Start a Cult, um, I believe that's what it's called. They, um, I think it's... The second episode, I'm going to try to find. Yeah, or How to Become a Cult Leader. My apologies. Good job, uh, <laughs> Netflix. It was such a great title, too. Um, but it's but the thing is, is that it's very interesting the way each episode is broken down. So they do cover, um, they actually, I think, another one I want to talk about eventually is one that's still ongoing is the Unitarian Church, the Moonies. But they if anybody's interested, our Buddhafield episode that we did about the whole in regards to the Holy Hell documentary, um, I believe it's the second episode. There, They do touch on the Buddhafield cult um, and uh, kind of give you an update on a few of the former members that were in that Holy Hell documentary because that was made some years back. So it gives you an update on how some of them are doing now. Um, and it's interesting the way it's broken down. Um because I think there's, there's still to this day always this question, even though we know that there's been so many cults and there's still even, there's still so many active cults, believe it or not, that there's always this question of how in the world would somebody fall into a cult? Like, how does that happen? And this documentary, the way each episode breaks it down of how a cult leader, how they, how each of these cults are able to get people. What they say, what they do, how they love bomb you, how they gaslight you, how they're, how they prey on the most vulnerable, how they say the right things, how they do the right things, how they have the right message, they have the right vision, they have the right look, they have the right everything. Um, so yeah, they talk about Buddha Field, they talk about uh, Heaven's Gate, um, the Moonies, the, I think they, I believe there's even one about um, Jim Jones that whole thing. So uh, yeah, watch that if you guys are wanting another quick one to deep dive into some cults, even though it'll be ones you're already familiar with. This one is just a really good way. I've never seen one break it down in the way that this one does segment by segment, even though they're talking about different cults. The one thing that really brings them together, the similarities between all of them is how step they go step by step and how they're really able to get people because there's always that fundamental question of how do how do people do this like how do people fall for this i would never be dumb enough to end up in a cult well never say never it's all i have to say <laughs> never say never um but yeah next week is children of god the family international and uh, we hope you guys
0: enjoy tonight's episode Tonight's episode was a lot of fun. I am really enjoying these historical episodes. We are Where going we to be doing the... more of these. Watch
1: Real Fear, uh, the story behind the movies on Tubi. There's two of those. Uh, Katrina Wyman, the group, uh, they're older, but they're really interesting to watch because that's something that we want to do in the future is take some of these real life instances that were adapted into movies and do more episodes like this because these are all, these are a lot of fun these are a lot of fun. Cuz
0: what's so cool about it is talking about the historical event, talking about the possible like paranormal events and the things like that and then discussing um the films. Like this that's a lot of fun. I really much I'm I'm very excited that we started on this train thanks to Chernobyl. Well, not really. I can't really say thanks to Chernobyl because that was such a terrible disaster. But you guys <laughs> know what I mean. <laughs> Thanks for destroying that. We wish you did happen, but appreciate the inspiration. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, of course, you know we have all the socials at Facebook. X. Formerly known as Twitter. And Instagram. <laughs> oh um, my God. You know there's ZEETS now. Is that...
1: X-E-E-T. There's this whole, the one of the news programs I watch on YouTube, there was this whole thing about, like, what are people going to call them now? They're not going to call them tweets anymore, and
0: so that's it cool x-e-e-t but anyway yeah we're on um facebook instagram and x formerly known as twitter all at dfwto podcast um i will let you guys know i have no intention of deleting the twitter account i have lost 300 followers in the span of a week um Twitter's dropping, like, people are dropping like flies right now. Um, I do have a Blue Sky account. Um, I'm thinking about possibly making one for the podcast. I don't know. Just because I'm getting to the point now where I'm about to delete every single social media thing I have besides the podcast. I don't know. I just, I get in these moods.
1: <laughs> Same
0: but i'm like also i have a lot of friends on there it's really hard to do that because you're all over the world and i can't just do that so um not making a blue sky account for the podcast right now but we are keeping the facebook the twitter and the instagram page um all at the dfwto podcast uh the handle is dfwto8811 if you have any questions, concerns, want to say hey, tell us a story, give us a podcast suggestion, email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. And, of course, you know um, to follow us and subscribe on all of the podcast platforms, Google Podcast, iTunes, Podbean, and um, Spotify. Give us a subscribe, give us a like. You always know when we put new episodes out and please give us a review. Good or bad, we love to hear them. We don't really care what what we just we love hearing your reviews love yeah. hearing what you think we got a pretty our um i think our
1: rating so far with ch- the uh on spotify is a 5 we Oh, have really? five star we have nine are you able to see that oh nice i don't know how we'll have to somehow get into our account to see if anybody left us reviews, um, but apparently we have nine people that rated us, and we got five stars. So thank you for that. It is cool to That's be really a cool. five-star rated uh,
0: Spotify podcast. So thank you. Um, That's really fucking cool. Thanks, guys. So yeah, that shows you how much I know. I I check that shit. I just I listen to
1: Spotify a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I I do I take a lot of walks. Every day I have a park. If you guys follow me on my Instagram, I post occasionally that I go to a local park by my house a lot to get uh, for my mental health and physical health, mostly mental. You (laughs) crack
0: me up when she goes like we message every day and she goes I'm on a stupid walk for my stupid Stupid mental health and it cracks me up. (laughs) Because sometimes there are
1: mornings when I just don't want to. (laughs) but i do do it anyway and i feel good after i do it and then i have this like internal monologue of like see now aren't you glad you just went ahead and did
0: it and i'm like man (laughs) yeah same here when it comes to stuff like that (laughs) all right guys well we will be talking about the cult next week um and yeah that should is that everything yeah Alright, well we love you guys as always. Thank you for the support, as always. Yes. And um have a safe have a safe week. Go see Insidious Red Door. Go watch the trailer for the Nun 2. Go watch Silent Hill and go watch the trailer for Saw X. Yes. Um, that's everything. Alright, we love you guys. Have a safe week. Remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with, with the original. original. Okay. bye. Bye.